So I want to share with you a message today. What's my job? And when I say what's my job, I mean, anong trabaho ko? Anong job description ko bilang pastor ng SFCC? What's my job? And it's very important that you understand what my job is para maintindihan mo yung mensaheng next week which is what's your job? You need to know what's my job description first so that you'll know next week what's your job description. We need to clarify our job description. Clarify the roles. Because there's two ways to do church. There's the traditional way of doing church and there's the Bible way of doing church. And we're going to be a Bible-based church. Amen po ba? We're going to be a church based on not just tradition, but based on the Word of God. Now maybe you've had some experience with churches in the past. But I tell you, there have been many, many churches that were limited. And they stay small and do not grow big because they're stuck in a traditional way of doing church instead of the Bible way of doing church. Do you know the, the sad thing that happened to the church a long time ago was not develop yung parang distinction between clergy and laity. Ibig sabihin, yung clergy sila yung mga professionals na nakatayo dito sila yung mga professional full-time ministry and then hiwalay sila sa mga, or, sa mga ordinary members. Parang sila higit pa or hi, sila may ibang ministry kaysa yung mga nakaupo dyan. And so there was a distinction between the clergy people, the professional religious people and the members, the body of Christ. And this should not be because we are all one body. Oo naman, may kanyang-kanyang function, may kanyang-kanyang role, but we are not above one another. There's no person in our body, in our church, that's higher than the others. As a pastor, I'm not on a higher level than you. I'm just out front. Do you understand? We're on the same level, but I'll go first. Do you understand? Okay, so we need to understand what's my job. What's my job as the pastor? And I want you to do a homework, okay, for next week. Next week's message is, what's your job? And the homework is read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 14. And read that every day this week. Paulit ulit. Read Ephesians 4, 11 hanggang uh, 14. Who's going to read the Bible verse for today? Henry? You got the reading. We're going to read a Tagalog verse today. Ang atipong theme verse for this message today. What's my job? And so Henry will read from Exodus chapter 18. Exodus 18, verse 13, hanggang 23. Okay, do you have a Bible? All right. Kinabukasan. Naupo si Moises upang hatulan ang mga tao tungkol sa di nila pagkakaunawaan. Inabot siya ng gabi sa dami ng tao. 
na makita ni Jethro ang hirap na inaabot niya sa kanyang ginagawa, tinunong siya, Ano ba ang ginagawa mo sa mga tao? Bakit maghahapon kang nakaupo na napapaligiran nila? Sumugot si Moises. Mangyari po, lumalapit sila sa akin para alamin ang kalooban ng Diyos. Kapag may dalawang tao na hindi nagkakaunawaan, dumudulog sila sa akin at sinasabi ko naman sa kanila kung sino ang may katwiran. Bukod doon, ipinapati ipinapaliwanag ko sa kanila ang mga utos ng Diyos. Sinabi ni Jethro, hindi ganyan ang dapat mong gawin. Pinapahirapan mo ang iyong sarili, pati ang mga tao. Malaking gawain iyan para sa iyo at hindi mo kayang mag-isa. Pakinggan mo itong ipapayo ko sa iyo at tutulungan ka ng Diyos. Ikaw ang lalapit sa Diyos para sa kanila. at magdadala sa kanya ng kanilang mga suliranin. Ikaw ang magtuturo sa kanila ng mga kautusan at mga palatuntunan. At ikaw rin ang magpapaliwanag sa kanila kung ano ang dapat nilang gawin. Ngunit pumili ka ng mga taong may kakayahan, may takot sa Diyos, mapagkakatiwalaan at di masusuhulan. Italaga mo silang tagapangasiwa sa libo-libo, daan-daan, lima-limampu at sampu-sampu. Sila ang bahalang humatol sa maliliit na usapin at ang mabibigat na kaso lamang ang ihaharap sa iyo. Sa gayon, hindi ka masyadong mahihirapan sapagkat matutulungan ka nila sa iyong gawain. Kung ganon, ang gagawin mo, tulad ng ibig ng Diyos, hindi ka mahihirapan at madali pang maayos ang anumang suliranin nila. Okay, thank you, Henry. Okay, do you see from the story of Moses, he was having a hard time, morning until evening. Nagka-counsel siya, inaasikasa ng mga problema ng mga tao, and that's usually how overworked a pastor is. Morning till evening. That's the, the typical hours of a senior pastor. <laughs> you know, morning till evening. And it says here that that Jethro, his father-in-law, gave him some advice. And I want to share with you, based on ating uh, theme verse today, three or four things today that will help you understand what's my job description as, as, as your pastor. What is my job? And the first one is prayer, to pray. My job is to pray. It said in verse 19, Exodus 18, 19, you be the people's representative before God, bringing him their questions to be decided. Okay? You be a representative for the people to God. Now, maybe in the past, ganito ang pagtingin mo sa akin. Maybe you, maybe you thought that it's my job To be a very holy and religious person, maybe you thought maybe you th you thought that the traditional way of the traditional role of a pastor is I represent God to the people, and I come before you and I say, "Behold, God, I present to you 
God. Is that what you think? But that's not my only job description. My job description, according Dito, it's not to represent God to you. I'm supposed to represent you to God. And I pray to God about your concerns, about your hurts and your problems and your needs. You know, hindi ako iba sa inyo. I don't have to wear special clothes. I like this, by the way. That's nice. But I don't have to wear that. I like a big Bible. But this one's also good. You understand? Yes, I'm an ambassador of the Lord, but so are you. And my job description is not just to represent God to you. You can go to God directly. My job is to pray for the church. To pray for leaders. To pray for your finances. To pray that you won't go into sin. That you won't gamble your money and be irresponsible. I pray that you stay pure. I pray that your family stick together. My job is to pray and to pray and to pray for the members. Bambi and I pray for the leaders. We pray for the problem. We, we go to bed at night. We think about the people that have pains and burdens. And we carry those burdens to the Lord in prayer. My job is to represent you. I'm one of you. I'm one of, uh, I'm, I'm one of you. And I represent you to God. Do you understand? So I, 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 I tell you, this is the least thing a lot of pastors have a chance to do. They work the whole week, busy the whole week. They don't have adequate time to pray, to spend time in God's presence, to spend time talking to God about the people's needs. And so I want to tell you right now that when you say, what's Tim doing? Is he doing his job? Number one, my job is to pray. Okay? My prayer, almost every day, I pray the prayer of Solomon. You know, Solomon said, when God asked him, I don't request more. Anything you ask for, from me, I'll give it to you. And Solomon said, God, give me wisdom to lead these people. And that's my prayer for you. That's my prayer. God, give me wisdom to lead the church. Give me a word. Give me the right decisions. Give me a wisdom so that I can lead these people in your ways. Okay, so you might not think that I pray for you. You might not think that I care. You might not even think that I know who you are. But we bring your burdens to God. If any member of the body is hurting, I feel it. And you know what prayer really is? Prayer is carrying and giving the burden to God. Okay, cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. Yun ang tunay na ibig sabihin na prayer. It's carrying the burden and giving it away to God. And that's my job. Number two, the next part of my job description is to teach the Word. To teach the Word of God. Exodus chapter 18, verse 20. 
the instruction kay Moses was, you must instruct them in the laws and teachings. Show them how to live and tell them what to do. Okay, nakuha He was supposed to teach them the laws and the teachings of God. He says, show them how to live, how to walk, how to behave sa kanilang buhay and tell them the work that they should do. And my job, listen, my job is to get a fresh word of God for you. My job is to bring you fresh bread, food, spiritual food. It's milk for babies among us, spiritual babies among us. It's bread. You know, milk is for nourishment. Bread is for sustaining. And meat, spiritual meat, is for growing strong, for strengthening. So my job is to teach the word so that you have bread and milk and meat. And there's a lot of great teaching. But Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, listen to what Jeremiah said. He said, your words were found. You want to read it with me? Your words were found and I did eat them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Sabini Jeremiah, I, I, I found your words among the words, among the teachings, among the sermons, and I did eat them. But there was the word, that rema, that one word that was really for me. Have you ever been here in, in church and you felt like Pastor Tim was just speaking to you? You felt like para sa akin yung message na yan. Have you ever felt that? He says, yeah, the words. I ate all the words. Every week the sermons, yes, but there was that one word. Para sa akin yun. And that was the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Parang gumana ang loob ko. And that's what I am supposed to do. Is to bring you a word from God. Yes, you can study the Bible on your own. And you should. You should. I want you to get a word from God on your own. But you should thank God for the sower in your life. God has assigned every one of us, even me, every one of us, God has assigned a sower into our lives. Someone that sows the seed. Someone that plants His word inside of us. Magpasalamat tayo sa mga sowers. And we should cherish every word value every time that's why I pray you come here with a Bible you come with a ball pen you come and, and already prepare your heart before you come here don't let the bird get the word don't let Satan steal away your seed you need the seed so prepare your heart have a ball pen don't get distracted during the preaching and the best thing is during the week, you bring the handout, be in a cell group, and apply what you have heard and teach it to others. The best way for you to grow, the best way na para aariin mo ang word, it will become yours, is if you share it. it. It proves that you have ownership of that truth if you're already sharing it. So my job is to pray for you. I pray for the church. 
My job is to teach the word. Number three, my job is to raise up leaders. That's what the that's what the instruction to Moses was. Sabini Jethro came Moses in Exodus 18, verse 21, 22. He said, raise up, appoint some people. Appoint some people that will become leaders over thousands. And another one, maybe this guy is a, a capable leader of hundreds only. And someone else is a leader for fifties. And maybe this guy here is, is, is a ripe ready leader for groups of tens maybe he's a cell group leader and so Jethro told Moses you've got to delegate and raise up leaders and he said these are the kind of people you should look for appoint people who fear God they honor him the, the people that I'm looking for as leaders in our church are people that honor God and fear God and they will obey God kahit walang nakakita sa kanila People, number two, that you trust. They're trustworthy. You can, you can trust them. And number three, people that are not financially corrupt. They're not corrupted with finance for dishonest gain. Nisila uh, greedy for the shortcut. Tell you what, the leaders in San Fernando Christian community may not be perfect but they will be people who fear God. People that can be trusted, even with small things. And people that do not love money and will have no financial corruption in their track records. Do you understand? That's what a leader looks like. Now over in Numbers chapter 11, Numbers chapter 11 verse 10, let me read this to you. This was another confirmation of the Lord, K. Moses. Sabinya, Moses heard people from every family crying at the entrance to their tents. So, there's about two million people. Did you know that? That's why he had to delegate. Moses had to delegate to thousands and hundreds and fifties. There was about two million people in the congregation. A little bit bigger than our church. Okay, a little bit. And all these people were crying at their tents. And it says the Lord became very angry and Moses didn't like it either. Verse 11. So he asked, Lord. Okay, listen to the, the prayer, the cry, the reclamo ni Moses. He said, Lord, why have you brought me this trouble? How have I displeased you that you put the burden of all these people on me. Am I their mother? Did I give birth to them? Are you really asking me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries a baby all the way to the land you promised their ancestors with an oath? In verse 13, where can I get meat for all these people? They keep crying to me, crying. They keep crying for me to give them meat to eat. I can't take care of all these people by myself. This is too much work for me. If this is how you're going to treat me. Now remember, this is the prayer of Moses. Actually, nakaka-relate ako. And I, pray, I prayed a prayer like this many times. 
God, why are you treating me like this? And he says, if this is the way, verse 15, you're going to treat me, why don't you just kill me? I can't face this trouble anymore. The people, he says, he says uh, the Lord answered Moses, bring me 70 Israelite men who you know are leaders and officers of the people. Take them to the tent meet of the meeting of the meeting and have them stand with you. Who would stand with me? Have them stand with you. And I'll come down and speak with you there. And listen, verse the end of verse 17. I'll take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. And they will help you care to take care of the people and you won't have to take care of the people alone isn't that great God said Moses you don't have to do it alone raise up some leaders delegate and in fact some of that anointing some of that spirit that I've put on you I'll, I'll distribute that to some of the others and they will have the grace like you had the grace to do some of the same things that you have been doing and you won't have to carry the burden all alone. Wow. Now there's a New Testament example of this. Okay, this is Old Testament stories so far, but the New Testament example in Acts chapter 6, same thing. Listen and see if you can hear the same three job descriptions of a senior leader. He says, number one is to pray. What's number two? Teach the word. What's number three? Raise up leaders. Acts chapter six, verse one through seven. At that time, the number of disciples grew. Wow, that's a good word. The number of disciples in San Fernando La Union grew. The number of people in your cell group grew. The number of people your mission was reaching grew. The number of Christians in your barangay grew. The number of services on Sunday morning grew. You know, the size of, of, of the center grew. You know, I, I just, I just wanted, wanted you to know that there's a time and a place when God just gives a, a blessing and an anointing for the church to grow. And this is what was happening in Acts chapter 6. And it says the Greek-speaking Jews complained about the Hebrew-speaking Jews. The Greek-speaking Jews claimed that the widows among them were neglected every day when the food and other assistance was distributed. The 12 apostles called all the disciples together and told them, it's not right for us to give up God's word in order to distribute food. Verse 3. So brothers and sisters, choose seven men whom the people know are spiritually wise. We will put them in charge of this problem. However, we will devote ourselves to praying. Did you hear that? And to serving in ways that are related to the word. Verse 5. 
The suggestion pleased the whole group, so they chose Stephen, who was a man full of faith, and they chose Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, who had converted. Okay, all of this. Verse 6. The disciples had these men stand in front of the apostles who prayed and placed their hands on these seven men. And verse 7, here's the results. The word of God continued to spread. And the number of disciples in Jerusalem grew very large. So again, the way we raise up leaders is we just give you some responsibilities and see how you do that's how leaders are raised up they're given a little responsibility here can you take can you take care of this and 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 when you're faithful with a little thing then god will promote you and you'll be responsible for bigger things as as moses was told you teach them the way they should live and the work they should do. And it's in that order. Yun ang sequence. Mauna ang the way we should live before the work we should do. Okay? Mauna yung foundation of character. The way we should live. Our attitude, our character. Walking upright and honoring God with our lifestyle. And then from there, God will give you the work you should do the ministry you should do bawat isa sa atin may ministry I'll tell you next week what your job is but I'm telling you now that we all have a part and if you are not doing your part the whole body would suffer everybody needs to show up everybody needs to do the work so that I won't pray like Moses oh God just kill me you know, I've been there. I've prayed that frustrating prayer. Buti na lang yan si Bambi to encourage me. Otherwise, I would be praying, God, please just kill me. I can't handle this burden alone. But what will happen in this 2010 is there's going to be leaders of tens. Maybe you take 10. Maybe you take 50. Maybe you're leading and influencing even a hundred of people, hundred children, hundred teenagers, a hundred businessmen, a hundred doctors over there in that place, a hundred people on in this barangay, fifties, hundreds, maybe even thousands someday. Okay? And what will happen if you if I'm praying, if I'm teaching the word, and if I'm able to, to give you responsibilities and you're faithful with that, then I just delegate. Okay, you're faithful, you go, you do it. Then I'll spend my time in areas that are related to the word. And the word of God said in verse 7, Acts 6, verse 7, that the word of God continued to spread. Wouldn't that be great? If the word of God would spread and we make God famous all around San Fernando. Wouldn't that be great if the Word of God walang makakapapigil sa pagkalat ng Word of God? And through prayer and through teaching of the Word and through multiplication and reproduction of leaders. Now there's one last thing. By the way, it's kind of funny because I think more 
more than once or twice, I heard, habang nasa abroad kami ni Bambi, I heard this question that people were asking, not, not people from this church, but people from outside, other churches or from around town, they would ask, ay, wala si Tim? Adi, sino nagpa-pastor ng church niyo ngayon? And I, I heard that that question was being asked. And you know, I'm a little bit happy because while we were away, we did not really handle everything full-time. You see me on Sundays, you know, preaching there on that screen. A little bit sleepy maybe because it's late night there. <laughs> what do you like better, in TV or in person? Yeah, me too. I like it better in person. <laughs> but after I preach there, then I just, I, I, we go and we're going around. I'm teaching a lot there. God opened a lot of doors. I was able to teach there to the, uh, the Americans. But I'm not really full-time working every day in the church. So they ask, who's pastoring the church? But you know what? Because we have a team church. Everybody say team church. Because we have a team church, there's plenty of leaders who know what to do, who handle the responsibilities. There was people baptized. We have at least two people baptized while I was gone. New Bible studies were opened up, one-to-one. The youth ministry goes on. The cell groups go on. The mission teams all go on. The word of God is continuing to spread. People were counseled. People were prayed over. There was a funeral service even. You know, it doesn't need just me. I don't have to do everything. But I do have to pray and teach the word and raise up leaders. Praise God for a team church. Praise God for the leaders in our church who are responsible with small things. And when many, many of you are responsible to handle the responsibilities that God has given you, then each part of the body does its function. And the last thing, number four, that you should know, dapat alamin mo, ito talaga ang job description ko, is to be a good husband at home. Baliwala ang lahat ng preaching ko, Baliwala ang lahat ng mga ministries, ang mga baptisms, ang mga Bible studies. Baliwala. Wala. Forget it if this is not happening at home. This is the number one before the church. You understand? My responsibility is to take care of her and to be a good husband at home. And not just talk good on the microphone, but to be faithful to her, to be patient with her, to be loyal to her. Do you understand? This is my job. Now you look at this, what happened to Moses in Exodus chapter 18, verse 1 to 6. Moses' father-in-law, listen to this, Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses, he heard about everything God had done. Everything God had done for Moses and the people of Israel and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Okay? Kung alam mo yung story nito, ang daming miracles na ginawa ni Moses. 
Lahat ng plagues, the ten plagues, and then the, the parting of the Red Sea, and so many miracles. And Moses had the staff of God, the stick na naging ahas, and daming mga very spectacular ministries. And Moses became bold. He became very anointed. He became a powerful preacher and a solid, mighty man of God. But listen to this. And, and, and Jethro heard about all, this, all of this great ministry that Moses had been doing. Okay? And he says, When Moses had sent away his wife, Zipporah, his father-in-law, Jethro, had taken her in along with her two sons. Hold on. Did you hear that? Moses sent away his wife. And she had to go back home to her father. And Moses sent away his two sons. And didn't keep his sons and his wife with him during all of this great ministry. Listen. Verse 5. Moses' father-in-law Jethro brought Moses' sons and wife to Moses in the desert where he was camped near the mountain of God. And Jethro sent word to Moses, I'm coming to visit you and I'm bringing your wife and her two sons. Imagine that. Now listen to this over in Exodus. Because the reason Moses sent his wife away was because they had a fight. Moses, the mighty man of God, the humble man, the, the great preacher, the great deliverer of the nation of Egypt, pastor of two million people, had a fight with his wife. And it, we, we can read about it in Exodus chapter 4, a few chapters earlier, verse 19. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who were seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons, and mounted them on a donkey and returned to the land of Egypt. Moses took along the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart that he will not let the people go. Verse 22, then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn. My, my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Now it came about, listen, at the lodging place on the way, the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. The Lord tried to kill Moses. Then Zipporah took a flint, a knife, cuchillo, and cut off her son's foreskin. You know what that means, right? Tuli, circumcision. And threw it at Moses' feet. Bad attitude talaga ang sawa ni Moses. And said, she said, you are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me. So the Lord let him alone. It was because of the circumcision. Listen. Here's the point. You can see here that God had given Moses a mission, a divine mission. Moses, you go. Okay, I'm appointed. I'm anointed. I've got a mission from God. Ganda, no? And then he said, Moses, I'm going to give you miracles. 
You take the staff, and you perform mighty miracles. And Moses, I'm going to give you a message. You're going to say to Pharaoh, let my people go. So Moses had a, a divine mission. He had miracles. He had a great message. All this from God. But he did not have his house in order. You see, God wanted Moses to, re, to reinstate the practice of circumcision. For all of those years that the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, they stopped circumcising their sons. Circumcision was the sign of the covenant. It was like they stopped identifying themselves with Christ. And God was about to reestablish the practice of circumcision. And Moses was to give the law and teach about it and preach it to millions of people with miracles and with a message and with a mission. But he wasn't practicing it at home, what he was about to preach in public. So finally, his wife took the responsibility because God was ready to kill him and to stop the ministry and probably start over with somebody different because Moses was not in unity with his wife and was not practicing ministry and teaching at home what he was teaching in the church. Are you hearing me? My job is to practice what I preach at home and to be a good husband to her if you say well Tim's always too busy well maybe he's on a date with his wife right Bam? I just want to tell you that I love this church with all my heart but I will never let the church take first place above Bambi because God will not let me minister something here publicly that I'm not willing to practice at home privately God forbid that I teach you and teach you and teach you and teach you and pray for you and pray for you and minister to you and do miracles and have a mission and have a great vision for the church and I don't even have a vision for my own f family, for my own wife. My job is to pray, teach the word, raise up leaders, but to be a good husband at home. And maybe you're not the pastor of, of a church, but somehow you might be like a pastor of your family. Maybe you're a, a cell group leader. Think about how you should be praying teaching and sharing God's word think about how you should be reproducing yourself and, and giving responsibilities so that you raise up leaders and think also about how you should practice at home first first level of ministry sabahai